Welcome to Grow My Grit, a new podcast celebrating grit. My name is Peter Willis, coming in from Calgary, Alberta, together with our gritty guru, Hazelon Shetmeyer, who's beaming in from Mississauga, Ontario. Here on the Grow My Grit podcast, our intention is to engage with guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit. Perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles, and what obstacles we faced since the beginning of 2020. However, one of the biggest opportunities for 2021 is the possibility of recreating our identities and re-engaging our relationship to both ourselves and to one another using the unique strengths we already possess and reliably bring to challenging situations. With our individual grit compass as our guide, let's explore what's available on the other side of obstacles. Are you ready? Hey, hey, hey Zalon, how are you doing? <laughs> I am beyond ecstatic to be here. How are you, Peter? I am equally excited. Is there anything that's kind of uh, pulling you in a direction that we should kind of talk about for ourselves and for our listeners uh, about grit and how, uh, how, it, how it shows up in our everyday life? I was thinking that a neat opportunity for us to kind of be a little more transparent and kind of give up more of our stories, share more of our stories, might be looking at the ways in which our grit allowed us to move on after leaving or losing a position in one organization and then creating new opportunities for ourselves in an entirely new unforeseen way. So I figured we'd kind of talk about how our respective G, R, I, and T have taken us from one job to another. Would you like to begin with your uh, with your G word and talk a little bit about uh, uh, the situation that surrounded you at that time? I would love to do that. So going back for those who didn't hear the first episode, in June of 2019, I was one of 300 staff laid off from a center for treatment and development. And after losing the best job ever, I decided to create the best job ever. And in looking at that opportunity, my G in grit is for gratitude. And so as I continue to decide where I wanted to be with this new career. I was grateful for an amazing lineup of experiences, in particular, my mentoring opportunities at U of T. I was grateful for that experience that really challenged me to find a way to incorporate that moving forward because I absolutely love having conversations with people about what it is that they're bringing to challenging situations. So being a mentor at U of T, I'm very grateful that that experience played itself out in a way that was natural and just something that I reliably enjoyed. And so I'm grateful. My gratitude was for having a natural um, direction in which to try my first ever solo career opportunity. And I'm so grateful that it rolled out the way it did. So again, my G is gratitude. And I'm grateful that I had all these opportunities and experiences that I could use as the foundation when I decided to make the best job ever after losing the best job ever. When you were deciding in what direction to go, were you actively engaging your grit compass? You know, all of a sudden we're, we find ourselves in a situation and uh, did, you, did you have time to think or did you give yourself uh, uh, kind of that, that time or permission to think, okay, what's, what's my compass? What are, what, how would I like to pursue this and really kind of dial that in? Yeah, that's a fantastic question because hearing it made me think I did not, in fact, gather information. I just kind of decided what to do next, whereas some people see it their grit compass as something they go back to all the time. I essentially chose moving forward what I would kind of pull from in terms mm -hmm. of experience. And then in hindsight, looked at having been grateful and really drawn to the kind of conversations I was having. That's what made sense. But at the time, I didn't have grit as the paradigm that I do now. So it wasn't 
I'm going to be grateful going forward. It was just kind of where I ended up. And in hindsight, I can say that my gratitude for so many experiences is what made it possible for me to create something around mm. something that I loved. That's really interesting. So so a grit compass and some of the words that surround that, they don't have to be, they can be intangibles, really, right? So, so grateful isn't necessarily going to find you the next job, but it's part of this bigger picture of uh, what, are the, what are the things that are important to me that will lead me down the right path kind of thing. Agreed. Yep. So it's that compass. It's that idea that it's an internal compass for some people and yeah. that it ends up directing you in a certain way. So gratitude is one of my values as well. And that mm-hmm. leads me. And then in hindsight, I can say that having a grateful heart and being grateful for a lot of experiences and going to gratitude is how I choose where I'm going to find myself. Yeah, that's I didn't I've never thought of it that way. How about you looking at your G? Yeah, my uh, my G uh, for uh, for my grit compass is um, uh, is goofy, um, and I think and this has been interesting in the last couple of years, kind of working working through it a bit. Um, for me, it was what I had found is the job I was in. It was it was kind of uh, corporate Calgary. It was corporate sales. It was that type of thing, and what I found was that. Uh, and it's no fault. This took me a while to kind of start to understand. It was no fault of anyone around me. It was no fault of the people I worked with. It was no fault of superiors. It was no fault of anything. Um, although at the time I felt I was in a bit of a predicament, but on reflection, I realized really what the problem was or what the, the solution that, that I needed to work towards was um, I needed more, I needed a lightness in my life and I needed my job to reflect that as well. So goofy, it didn't mean I wanted to put on a a clown shoes, which of course I'd be happy doing anyway. But what I, what it meant to me was that I was in this environment, this working environment that didn't provide kind of, um, at the time to me, I didn't feel maybe confident enough to do it, but it wasn't providing me kind of an outlet to be my natural self. So I was putting myself in this corporate role, which is 100% not natural to me. So as we talked about in the first episode, the G for goofy was when I'm presented with a challenging situation, I like to attempt to make light of it, or at least bring some... um, uh, some type of different perspective that uh, perhaps involves humor, right? Just to, just to, so I can, I don't have to uh, take it on um, uh, full bore, right? And just make it a bit lighter and work my way through a situation. But in my past job, what I found was that I wasn't confident enough or I hadn't really rediscovered what it was that made me tick. And that's that ability to... Um, Again, to use the G word is goofy, but it's this ability to bring something lighter uh, to the table. And in the environment that I was in, it just wasn't happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, at the time, I felt that I was stifled. But upon reflection, it could well be that I wouldn't have been stifled. I just wasn't confident enough to say, hey, guys, this is actually who I am. And let's go for it this way or let me go Mm -hmm. for it this way. I just didn't have it at that time. So I left that job, took some time off to find something new. But that's how the G word has incorporated itself twice. The first time is I need to bring some lightness to a situation, but also I need to make sure that I'm incorporating that in all facets of my life and I don't go down a path that's not natural to me. So that's the G for me, at least in a working environment. Awesome. So looking at our R then, so I love that, again, we're both coming to this idea of having created new opportunities based on 
our default setting in the face of obstacles, whether it was intentional or whether we see it after the fact. I'm just thoroughly enjoying this conversation as a spotlight on that ability to move in a way that is true to you without even knowing it sometimes. Mm-hmm. For me, my R is resilient. And in that sense of, okay, I'm leaving a secured organization, I'm being laid off because of government cuts, I am essentially gearing myself up for things I'm hoping happen not to happen. And so I know that as I began to make space for whatever this new company would look like, I was stealing myself, preparing myself that certain avenues wouldn't work or that I wouldn't necessarily know what I needed. And so knowing that I am resilient and that I don't take a lot personally and I bounce back pretty quickly, I also know that I am happy to get ideas and information. So my resilience in the name of creating my new company was just asking anybody and everybody what it is that they would bring to the situation for me, sharing ideas with anybody and everybody, and whether it made sense to some people or not, whether I got something back, I was just always putting something out there to see what would come back. So to me, looking back, that resilience allowed me to keep proposing ideas and allowed me to keep making efforts to learn what was possible based on the experiences of people around me. So going forward from uncertainty, I just kept preparing myself for possibly another answer, possibly a no, possibly a yes, possibly a maybe. That was kind of how I would think that my resilience allowed me to keep pressing forward as I tried to create and did create an incredible opportunity for running this amazing business that I run. Yeah, that's great. My R word as well is resilience. One of the things I think about is trusting resilience. So sometimes I don't feel resilient but I, I learned to trust it and just know that it's going to show up. I, I am resilient. It will happen, but I don't feel particularly resilient right now, perhaps mm-hmm. in a certain situation, but, but trusting that. And, and, and also, um, and perhaps you experience this too, but along with that resilience is a second piece uh, for me, and it's uh, patience, right? So resilience doesn't mean necessarily mean immediate, right? So uh, we're being resilient. We we're, we trust that things are going to happen. We're going to make them happen as best we can. We're going to move forward. And at the same time, we've got to have this kind of sidecar with us. And the, in the sidecar is patience wearing a nice toque, right? And we've got to make sure that we're taking care of that. Um, and that's what I found when I left my job. Um, uh, again, I, I'm blessed with at least the, the confidence to know that uh, I have a skill set that is, uh, you know, to, to use corporate speak, it would be transferable. But like, I have a skill set <laughs> that I can use in the environment and that's in the environment that I'm employed in and I enjoy it. So I do have a skill set. Um, but what I needed to, I needed to, I needed to, tr- so trust that things were going to um, uh, work out if I kept moving forward. And, um, but I also needed to step back. I needed to take two or three months off, which I did just to kind of clear my head and, and bring some, bring some anxiety levels down, et cetera, et cetera. That could be a, another conversation. But mm-hmm. so I took a couple of months off to practice patience and see what would show up. Right. So I'm trying to make things happen, but I'm not trying to force it. And I want to see what kind of stars show up and which ones maybe I should follow. So I took three months mm-hmm. off to try and uh, uh, figure that piece out. So for me, resilience was also, and perhaps like yourself, but there was a definitely a component of patience involved in that as well. Totally agree. And I love that you've referenced the idea of taking time off because sometimes, it, like you said, we have ideas and we have destinations, but in those downtimes, I find I'm essentially creating resilience. I'm creating strength that I didn't even know I might Mm. need later. And so what feels like 
time off per se is actually like a bit of a recharge or a bit of yeah, a yeah. recentering. Lots of R words that we're throwing out, but really that supports the ability to be resilient is to be comfortable and confident and safe in who you are. So I love that you kind of brought some of that up with your R. So this yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. The, the recharge is a great one. It fits in with the R word as well, but that's exactly it, right? You, you, yep. you, yep. you step back. So resilience, we're trying to move forward and we're trying to be positive and proactive, but at the same time, you got to have one foot off the gas a little bit just to let yourself get that energy to go forward, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that before. Yeah. Ah, there's so much we haven't thought of that we're learning as and listeners are learning too. This is awesome. <laughs> and then moving on to the letter I, for me, my I is imagination. So again, having lost what I thought was the best job ever, and then deciding to create the best job ever, there was a lot of opportunity for my imagination to run wild. And so again, the idea that I was grateful for this incredible skill set that I acquired as a mentor at U of T, I was ready to try lots of different ways to use that skill set. And part of it was imagining what that would look like. So again, people said, you want to build a company on grit? You want to talk to people about their default settings when things are tough? And I would just say, yep. And I think this might be the way to do it. And here's an opportunity to try it out. And here's a format that ended up being. So as I continued to consider what I could offer, it ended up really being about imagination. So imagining that picking a G word, R word, I word, and T word would make sense to people. That's going to be the first step. And then imagining that if you know that about yourself, now what? You're probably going to want to do something with it. So that was the grow phase. And then you're going to want to show what you've grown. So really my imagination just allowed me to keep surrounding my initial intention in a bigger package that I feel makes it more relevant and something that's an investment of someone's time that is a longstanding and valuable investment. So again, my imagination just kept taking me further and further and further along so I could um, solidify what it is I'd love to do with people. And then I could come up with packages, for example, on my website. There are three kind of different ways you can approach this. You can focus on the no piece if that's all you're interested in. That I think I call the explorer path. You can do the seeker path if you want to know your grit and then do a little bit of work on growing it. And then the warrior path is the no grow and show. But again, just imagining different ways to offer what I'd like to do was definitely how my eye supported my efforts to create something in the face of loss. How about you? What was your eye as you changed gears? My eye was, um, uh, is, uh, uh, is in- intimate or intimacy. And in terms of a working environment, that really, um, that showed up when I jumped back into the workforce. So we're probably looking at 2018, the latter, latter bit of 2018. And again, without uh, framing it as grit, um, but it, cer- mm-hmm. it certainly falls into place. Mm-hmm. I went into this job trying to have learned from what happened in my previous job. And I went there uh, and my, the, the intimate part of the discussion was that I put all my cards kind of on the table. And I said, here's what I'm prepared to do, which is a lot. But here's also what I'm prepared not to do. And, and here's why. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I wanted to be very, very clear. And that to me, at least again, in a, in a business environment, that was, that's an intimate conversation. And so it ultimately, that leads to conversations about uh, mental health, which it has done now, right? So now we're talking about, there's much more open dialogue about mm-hmm. uh, health issues or uh, mental health or family values or any of this kind of stuff. And that starts at the very, for me, it started at the very beginning. So that conversation was very intimate. And I, I went in there and mm-hmm. said, look, guys, 
uh, here's uh, in a nutshell what I just went through. Here's what I've learned. I really like working with you. We've already got a relationship, so we trust each other. We know what's going on. But uh, uh, for both of us, I need to tell you the little the backstory here uh, mm-hmm. so that we can make a better story going forward together. And it's worked wonderfully, really. Like, yeah. uh, of course, it doesn't mean that my job is always amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly I work with amazing people. And because of that... Uh, the environment, it's so sustainable, right? Everybody, everybody's looking out for each other. Everyone's got just kind of raised their intimacy bar a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so we're all, it's just a much more human environment that I find, right? Uh, so that's, that's how uh, intimacy kind of reflected itself, at least in my career choice or job choice. There's all kinds of other examples of, 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 of intimacy to do with uh, artistic endeavors, et cetera. But for, for, mm-hmm. for this, you know, in terms of the career path, uh, that's how I would incorporate intimacy. What I love about your answer is that it gets to the idea that there's this default setting that we typically use, but when we question the default setting and recognize what may or may not be useful, we create an incredible foundation. So it really sounds like in hindsight, you took, like you said, you brought what you learned. And so it was a bit of a challenge to summarize and a bit of a challenge to bring that forward, being intimate as your form of grit, but you putting that out there allowed you to build a foundation that has been, and I love the word sustainable because that's the truth. Sometimes bringing that element of understanding right up front is going to allow something to last a lot longer. Whereas if you think, well, I'm not going to share as much as I could because this is, I'm tough. I don't bring things. Those things sometimes end up coming up. So I just love that that I word for you really gave you space and the foundation to really create the job that you wanted. So that's awesome. Now, moving on to the letter T. So me, for my T in grit is time. I reliably say that time is a finite resource and I get that. I know it's a fact, but I really, really honor that. And so in deciding that we were given three months notice when the 300 of us got our notice about being laid off. And I figured, so that was June 2019. I figured that by September, I'd love to have something in place. That was kind of my initial thought because three months is a great time. And it's neat that that was your time frame as well. Um, really, I thought, okay, three months sounds like a good amount of time to really set things up. And so by July, I thought, okay, I need a name. I have my name. I have some ideas. I'm going to register my business, register the website. But again, my T as time was really to create some sort of timeline that made sense given the conversations I had with people and also gave me space to kind of figure things out as I went along. And so knowing that I thought, yeah, three months is kind of sort of a good it's a quarter of a year. Let's just kind of see how that looks. And I was able to get pretty much everything I needed set up by September. I had my website was ready. October 31st was launch day. So again, knowing that I could say, well, I've just been laid off. I'm going to take a year off and carry on because it's something that I just have to get over. That didn't sit with me. That's not where I was. Like I said in another episode that my brain was my most important resource in my previous job and my heart, and they were coming with me. So I didn't need to look for or hope for something to come my way. I needed to put a time frame in mind and act accordingly. So my tea allowed me to make space for a bunch of things to happen and they ended up happening. So that's kind of the closer of my my grit, how my grit allowed me to create Gritty Guru Company. What's your tea? 
Well, before we jump into to mine briefly, so the, the tea for you, which is interesting, you're talking about time. And just last week at the dinner table, I was having the conversation uh, with my wife and my daughter and, and, and you came up and it was about your respect for people's time. So, and, and in terms of what we're doing here and some of the background work that we're doing, and that mm-hmm. was the topic of conversation, just how it, um, uh, essentially at a certain time we are done and we have other things in other parts of our lives. We have to go. Uh, uh, partake in right and and mm-hmm. you're so cognizant of that so on a macro scale when you're talking about time that's uh mm-hmm. that's great as you just were and then uh if we bring it all the way down to a micro scale that's what came up at our dinner table last week and it was just how um uh that's something that i can learn from you is just how you know how to cut something off and just be you be direct and you're efficient and it still doesn't mean you're not heartfelt but you're you're just you're staying yeah. you're staying true to the course right and that's uh that was really mm-hmm. interesting just wanted to just throw that in there for you uh, to augment your tea um my my tea is uh is tempted and that is in terms of finding a new job um I, I'm not really sure how it would apply to finding a new job uh, in, in terms of what I had just been through, but what it does, again, just getting in touch with what's important to me and what I think I can bring to the table, the T for tempted to me is the idea piece or a little bit similar to yours like we talked about last week is the imagination piece. So to me, that's one of the, the skill sets perhaps that I, I bring to the table and and that I'm getting more confident uh, expressing that. So temptation, imagination, in terms of the business uh, discussion that we're having here. Again, there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of offshoots and other discussions we can have about uh, temptation. But for this one particularly, it's as an ideas person. And I'm bringing that to the table and I'm getting more confident knowing that um, I've got a lot of ideas. A lot of them are probably pretty bad, but there's so many of them. We can probably pluck something out there that's at least worth pursuing. And just having that, just getting that confidence to say as a, as a temptation piece, again, I'm tempted by just about everything. And if I can parlay that into something that people can understand, then all of a sudden there's ideas generated in that because I'm tempted by a lot of things. So that's really helping me going forward when people are at a logger jams uh, in the office and like, what do we do? They might just say, well, call Pete, right? And that's not because I'm going to have some kind of technical wizardry, but I might throw something at them that they hadn't thought of before. And just having that confidence to use tea or temptation ideas and bringing that forward in a work environment. Um, again, it's just kind of gaining confidence, which I'm, I'm doing as gaining confidence in, uh, in expressing kind of what I, I know I can help out with, right? That doesn't mean people need to accept what I'm saying or, or think that they're great ideas, but if they need something alternative, chances are I have something to offer. And uh, so that, that would be the T for me is the temptation piece coming with some ideas because I'm tempted by just about everything. That is so fantastic. And what I love that has kind of come out of this conversation is a real distinction between the way that we've approached the same situation, i.e. finding a job after walking away from, in your case, or losing a job like mine, but also gaining insight into how we function, because I feel as though both of our stories have really illuminated that in an effort to move on, sometimes there's so much more to learn along the way versus just reaching the destination. So even though both of us ended up with new jobs, there's in this 20 minute conversation, we've kind of summarized a lot of additional learning that's going to play out and make where we're going amazing. So I feel as though 
our next topic, another upcoming topic, should definitely be this artistic endeavor because it's come up a couple times today and I feel like it's a really neat opportunity. Again, looking at the ways in which our grit, our default settings have allowed us to explore artistic endeavors. I think for me, I would focus on my book because that's the most artistic thing I've done since creating the company. And you have a whole lot of artistic endeavors that listeners are going to love. I love it. I love it. I think that sounds great. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Thanks so much, everyone. Grow My Grit with your hosts, Hayes Shetmeyer and Peter Willis, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, and Spotify. For more information about Hayes' book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Oh, okay. Hey, so, so did you get, you get, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was totally talking over you that time. Woo! That's <laughs> <okay>. no, <I'm, laughs>